Hey, y'all. Welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm your host, Hope Cook. I created this podcast to help women who have amazing careers on paper and yet something is missing. You're feeling out of alignment or directionless. Maybe you're no longer motivated or excited about how you spend your days. On top of all that, I'm guessing you feel guilty because you're not more grateful for your job. And maybe you even wonder how you can possibly keep going doing this for another 10, 15, or 20 years when you can barely make it through Wednesday. Let me tell you, I've been there. After 20 years with a rewarding career as a physician assistant, I could not figure out what was wrong with me. I felt pulled in a new direction, but didn't know what that was. A series of books and conversations led me to a life-changing decision to cut way back on my day job and become a life coach. My passion became helping other women figure out what it is they want to do and map out a path to get there. So listen weekly for tips and tools you can use to chart your own journey. Did you know that I send out a newsletter every Sunday? Some of you receive it, but y'all, this is so much fun, and I think it's a really good newsletter. I hear from people, um, I think most people don't read newsletters, they delete them, but I have a lot of people who read mine, and it's not salesy. What I do is kind of tell you what's going on, real life, and then I give you a book recommendation that I am reading in real time. And I also give you like a quote and a little wellness tip. So if you'd like to sign up for the newsletter, email me hope.cook at gmail.com, DM me at Coach Hope Cook, or yeah, find a way to find me. Website, coachhopecook.com. Hey, y'all. Today's episode is titled, Who Are You Anyway? So this came up because I've been thinking about, whoops, my microphone. I've been thinking about faking it and how, I mean, so many of us fake it. I see it every time I coach. It's not really faking it. It's just that we're not living lives true to ourselves. So we feel like imposters or we're in a relationship that doesn't allow us to be our true self or a job that just doesn't align with our core values and causes us to just feel off. Even my 10-year-old daughter said the other day, I don't have anybody to play with on the playground. And I was like, you know, went into fix-it mode. Why? Why don't you have anybody to play with? And she said, they don't like me. And I said, why don't they like you? She said, because when I act like myself, they don't like me. So I have to act like them. And I was like, whoa. I mean, Eve, this starts so young. I was just like, Oh, made me kind of sick, but this is what we face as adults. So this is what we're talking about today. I mean, even when I, I do it. So when I walk into a patient's room or when I get on a Zoom call with clients, I mean, I can't be carrying around all the crap that I've ha- dealt with that day. I can't um, expect them to to hold space for my own issues. I mean, I bottle it up. I keep it under control. If I've just had like a big argument with my husband or if I read a bad online review, I can't walk in and go, you know, and roll my eyes or whatever. It's just not fair to unload baggage on other people. So then we end up sort of faking it. And, um, and this feels bad. We're out of touch with our true self. Um, This is where it gets tricky, though. How do you show the world your true self without dumping on other people or just walking around emotionally naked? 
Do we need like an armor of protection? Is it anybody's business what you're really like? Is it okay to just hide inside and not show the world who you really are? So here's what you'll find, and this is what I see. If you're not true to you, you'll know it. It feels icky and uncomfortable inside. And when we talked about non-feelers two episodes ago, that this is you. If this is you, you're going to take a long time to figure out what's going on because you're not accustomed to feeling, so you may not feel that icky feeling. But if you'll recall from that episode, I said it starts like a whisper, then it gets louder and louder. So a metaphor or analogy is that I'm buying a new car right now. Like I literally bought a new car about 30 minutes ago over the phone because they're so hard to find right now. Um, And I got a new one because there's a tax credit for electric cars. And so that made more sense than buying a used one. But anyway... This ha- that has nothing to do with this, but my car got totaled. So my old Leaf was a 2013. We'd had it almost 10 years, and it didn't look totaled. It just looked like the back was all smashed up. And it turns out my lot, my Leaf was living a lie the last month of her life. So we didn't know that there was all that damage underneath. She was putting on a good show, but. It turns out she had a lot of damage, so they had to total her. And this is like us. We drive around with a few flaws that other people can see, but underneath we're hiding all this major stuff. And they may not, the problems may not give you um, any signs for months or years, but they will eventually. And boy, when they do, watch out. It's like it hits you like a Mack truck, your world is flipped upside down. So that is why we're going to try to figure out if you're out of alignment. I mean, we all are in some areas of our life, but we'll figure out um, what to do about it, how to know when you're that way and what to do about it. So um, I was, this has been a while, but I had a friend who got a divorce. And so we were chatting about it. And she said, I knew when I walked down the aisle that it didn't feel right. And I didn't cancel because there was too much at stake at that point. And he was a good catch. And I mean, this is silly, but when we're, you know, really, I guess, um, in over our heads, she said, and I, I thought we would make pretty babies. So she stopped thinking at some point because what are you going to do about it? Like thinking is not going to help anything, according to her. So she said there was no sense in mulling over the choice once she'd made it. And this reminded me of the leaf with all that damage underneath. Like she's just going through her life. She's going to parties and cookouts and um, living a lie. I mean, she had a cute house and cute kids and lots of friends. And But it turns out her husband was not a good catch or at least not a good catch for her. So underneath, she wasn't happy. She was trying to fill the void with other things so that is sometimes how it'll show up with shopping or eating or drinking too much wine, um, obsessing about your kids. Like all of a sudden they become everything because that takes the focus off of you and you don't have to think about you and all the parts of you that need to be fixed. If your focus is completely on another person and that could be your spouse or your kids. Um, but this friend, she said when she would get quiet, like every now and then she could see, like, I should have, I should have made a different choice, but she didn't. 
Another friend um, has a job that pays very well. She's very high up in her company. She's um, over a ton of people. She is adored. Every time I hear anybody talk about her, it's like she's doing such an amazing job. She's great. And so you would think she was happy, but it stopped feeling right years ago. And now it just makes sense to stay there. And she even said like she gets nauseated when she hears people talk about how awesome she is at her job because it feels out of alignment. She doesn't want to be there, but she also doesn't know what else to do. Um, I had a guy client. I don't have a ton of guy clients, but um, one of them, he, um, he had a good example of society's expectations. So the first thing he said, his wife convinced him to meet with me. And the first thing he said was, you're not going to make me quit my job, are you? And it was, it w- I mean, I said it in a different tone than he said it. He said it like he was afraid. And so we talked more about it. And he's like, look, I got to provide for my family. I can't, I can't quit my job. And so I reassured him, I'm not going to make you quit your job, but we're going to talk about, you know, what, what you're feeling. And I'm sure guys love to talk about feelings. Some guys do. My husband actually likes to talk about his feelings. (laughs) But anyway, this client felt like his biggest fear was that his identity would be taken away. Like, well, who am I without this job? Um, and that's that's a very scary feeling, like when you lose that identity, that role that you've had so long. Um, so anyway, I don't make people quit their jobs, but we did work on everything. And this is an update on him. He is interviewing for new jobs of his own accord. I didn't make him do that, but he's really excited. But it took like a year to get to that point. You know, the first year he was just stuck and um, didn't know what he really wanted. But as he started listening and he even started journaling, journaling and then some of it was just talking and um, it would come out. You know, I could tell when his true self, when his essential self was answering versus like the, what society thinks I should do. So the big question questions are, if you don't feel like you're being true to yourself, is this bad? I mean, do people have to do all the things all the time? I mean, don't people, sorry, I misspoke. Don't people have to do all the things that they don't want to do all the time, like pay taxes, work, change diapers? Like, I don't like any of those things. I mean, I like work, but um, I mean, there's parts of your life you're just going to have to do, even if you don't feel like you're in alignment, right? Yes, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about are when you do things that you do have a choice about, like your job, your relationships, how you spend your time. Because I've said this a bunch, how you spend your days is how you spend your life. This is not a dress rehearsal. You don't get to say, wait, I thought I had like 40 more years. I was only going to stay at this job five more years. I mean, it wasn't a big deal, like five years. But now you're telling me it's time to go? How often do you hear about people retiring and then they have a heart attack or they get this terrible diagnosis? I see a lot of old people in dermatology and I hear this all the time. I mean, it's like they finally retire. They finally want to do what they want to do. I mean, they get to the point where they're going to do what they want to do and then bam, it's like it's too late. 
Um, even today, I was on the phone with a lady who has a big job dilemma. She's crying. She's stressed. She's upset. I mean, it's just the, the tension is palpable. So I had to do a few tools to get her out of her head and into her body. So this, I mean, it took close to an hour to like finally calm down all those thoughts, those thoughts running through her mind about why she couldn't leave her job or why she couldn't um, ask for more pay, like all the, all the things. And so I finally said, can you connect with your highest self? Like when you get really quiet, can you, what would your highest self want you to do in this situation? And she said it like without even pausing before her brain could interrupt, she answered. And it was, it was what her, what she needs to do. It's hard to ask yourself that, though, because you're so in your head, you're going to have a hard time answering honestly. We'll get to um, what you can do about that, though. But the thing is, like, some people will say, thank you for helping me, but I didn't do anything except help you access the answer that was already inside of you. That's the beauty of life coaching is that you already know what you should do. Sometimes you're waiting on a permission slip to do it, um, or sometimes you just need to sort it out and talk it out, but you know what to do. I mean, at first we fake it to make it. You know, we know from a ch little children know what to do. They don't have any problem with society's expectations, at least not until they start school usually. And then they start kind of faking it. You know, they will want to dress like their peers and pretty soon their peers are their main influence. So you fake it. You don't want to stand out. And then as an adult, we just tell ourselves like it makes sense. It makes sense to keep doing what I'm doing. But after a while, it starts feeling like lying. And you've all heard the saying about when you lie, like one lie turns into a bunch of lies and then the web gets more and more complex. And pretty soon we don't even recognize ourselves. I used to do this um, when I was in a job that I knew I needed to leave. I would occasionally catch my own eye in the bathroom while I was washing my hands. And it would always sort of surprise me. I'd have to like blink because something in my eyes told me what I already knew was true. And it was like, I didn't want to see that. My life made complete sense on paper. There was no reason I should have left that job. But everything inside of me was like, you need to get out of here. Um, let's see. Oh, how do you, oh, I was going to tell y'all about another client who, um, it's another guy, and he is so eaten up with anxiety that he can barely function. But he's so early in the process, he has no idea. He's really at that I don't know stage. Like, I don't know what to do. Oh, my gosh, I'm just freaking out. So you, you kind of go through that I don't know phase where the world feels like it's crashing down. You just feel stuck. But there are clues, like if you're not sleeping and you're doing everything else you should be doing to get yourself to sleep. So you're not like staying up late on your screen. You're not um, drinking heavily. I mean, you're doing all the right things, but you're still not sleeping. That is a big clue. So if that's happening to you, it's time to get quiet. Ask your highest self what you need to do differently. And it's not going to be a big shock when you finally feel, when you finally figure this out, it's like an old friend saying like, Oh, yeah, I recognize her. I've seen her before. 
So other than not sleeping, how do you know if you're not being true to your true self? Like you're living a lie, you're out of alignment. I mean, another thing I hear is that people are exhausted doing things or being around people that they normally would like. So this is usually because you're faking it and it takes a lot more effort to live a lie than it does to live authentically. If you're depleted at the end of the day, that's another clue. Um, do you have physical problems that are not easily fixed or explained? Like you've had the x-rays, you've had the test, you've taken the medicine. It's just not clearing up. That's a big sign. Are you living, I'm sorry, are you wishing your life away or living for one day? So you keep thinking, when I do this, then this. When I retire, then I'll do this. When my kids are in college, then I can pursue what I want to do. If any of these describe you, what can you do about it? So once you admit you're out of alignment, you got to hold on because it's going to be like things are going to start happening quickly. It feels like the universe has been waiting on you. And when you finally admit that like, okay, I, I do think I'm living out of alignment, then I don't know. I picture all the heavens like opening up and partying and singing and dancing. It's like when we used to live in Montana and we only came home like once or twice a year. But when we would come home, it was like party and everybody was so happy to see us. We were like celebrities. So it's like that when you finally admit you're out of alignment. Okay, the next one is journal. And this is, I know you're sick of hearing me talking about journaling, but it really does work because your brain is so smart. It can trick you, but when you put it on paper, you're going to see through your lies. If you journal day after day, you are going to see on paper those lies, the stories you've been telling yourself, and then you will be surprised. This always happens. You're going to be surprised when you see the truth written in your own handwriting. Okay, and this last one, oh, I may have two more. Okay, take a turtle step towards your true self. So it might be something really small like listening to country music if that's what feels true to you. Maybe you feel like people will make fun of you or, you know, they'll tease you about it, but maybe that's who you really are. Or maybe, I think I told y'all this, I'm glad I didn't buy this, but... I was in a shoe store and I saw this pair, this has been years ago, but I was all buttoned up, fancy, you know, polished. And I saw this pair of black combat boots and I was like, I want those boots, which was totally out of character. So it was my essential self saying, I want those combat boots. And I think what it was, that was when I was in a job that I didn't love. And I think I, it was like an inner rebel inside of me, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I have a patient who is in her 90s. So she was um, one of the first doctors. I won't name the state, but anyway, she was one of the first female doctors um, to go through a certain residency program in a certain state. So anyway, she was a trailblazer and she comes in with this purple hair, like she dyes her hair and it's not like old lady white hair that they accidentally turned purple. This is like funky, you know, college girl with purple hair. 
And I asked her about it before and she said, this feels like me. I don't want to match all the other old women. She's in a nursing home. I don't want to match all those other old women. I don't want to be a cookie cutter. Like this is me. And hallelujah that she can be 90 and be her true self. Um, the last way, let's see. Yeah. Okay. So the other tiny ways that I came up with, like, you know, my essential self, my true self really likes some occasional sugar. I know that sounds funny, but um, it feels like my buttoned up social self wants to think that healthy eaters don't eat sugar. And occasionally I want to get a peanut buster parfait from Dairy Queen. The last thing I'm going to say is um, if you've never heard of IFS, it stands for Internal Family Systems, and it is, I'm going to try to learn more about it so I can teach y'all more about it, but it's um, it's called parts therapy. So they do this in therapy sessions, and um, it's kind of like when you say, well, there's one part of me that wants to stay at my job. There's another part of me that feels like I should leave. You know, so you can, you can verbalize these different parts, but if you talked about it too much, people might think you have split personality. Well... Um, this guy, Richard Schwartz, developed parts therapy. So it is where the therapist will talk to your parts. So she'll be like, okay, which part of you feels like you're doing too much at home? Well, it's the part of me that blah, blah, blah. And then she will talk to that part. Well, can I talk to that part? Can you ask her what she needs? Can you ask her, you know, does she have a message for you? Sounds bizarre, but it really does work because it's a way for your highest self, they, they call it the self with the capital S, to, um, to be the one who's not getting involved in all the little thinking things that cause you pain. Your highest self is the one who's sort of in charge of all those parts. I know I'm ending on a confusing note, but if you're interested in that, let me know because I have some book and podcast recommendations. Um, so anyway, I hope this has been helpful. If you are like, girl, you are talking to the choir. I am living out of alignment, but I have no idea what to do. Then talk to me. Really, you owe it to yourself to talk to somebody about it. And I love this kind of stuff. So reach out, send me an email, hope.cook at gmail.com or go to my website, coachhopecook.com. I'll see y'all next week. y'all for listening. It was so much fun talking to you today. All right. If you are ready to make some major changes in your life, if you're at the point where you are sick and tired of feeling stuck and directionless, and you really don't know what to do next or where to go, maybe it's time we had a little chat. So I have it set up on my website. You can schedule a free 30-minute discovery call and we'll sit down and decide if we're a good fit. Maybe you'd prefer group coaching. Maybe you need one-on-one coaching or maybe you just want to talk and and say hello. So go on over to my website. It's coachhopecook.com. That's H-O-P-E-C-O-O-K.com and schedule the free discovery call. And I can't wait to talk to you. So See you next week, and hopefully I'll talk to some of you before that.